Welcome to the Kodesh Podcast. You are listening to the infallible word from the Holy Hill, God's seat of power. Let the word from the Holy Hill be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. Stay blessed. I'm excited this morning and I'm ready to receive the word of God. The man of God is our one of our own beloved here in the house, my brother and my friend, anointed servant of God, coming to minister today. Clap your hands, add a shout. Let's welcome Bishop Pius Akato. and Bishop Dennis have to be in a very important meeting and so they left um, all of us in the hands of Bishop Ima hallelujah (laughs) and then I was asked to give you lunch so I'm about to give you lunch When I finish the lunch, then I will, I will give you back to Bishop Emmanuel, and I'll go and sit down. But I want us to pray for about five minutes. In Luke chapter 3, verse 10, John the Baptist was preaching, and the people asked him a question. If you have the New Living Translation, they said, the crowds asked him, what should we do? John replied, if you have two shirts, give one to the poor. If you have food to share, if you have food, share it with those who are hungry. Verse 12, even corrupt tax collectors came to be baptized and asked, teacher, what should we do? So people of another um, profession also said, what should we do? So one of the things I want to say is that when, when you come to church, when you come to church, God always has a word for you. There's nothing irrelevant about church. There's nothing like, oh, um, church is Sunday, then Monday, we, we are living their real life. Even on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday, what you are going to do, God has a direction. He has an answer. He has something to tell you about how to live your life. So the task collectors also ask, what should we do? Then verse 13, he replied, collect no more taxes than the government requires. So there was also a word for them. Then the next one, verse 14, that what should we do? Asked 
some soldiers, some men in uniform. And John said, don't extort money, don't take bribe. So this thing is not a new thing, no. it has been there from the time that Jesus, and so Jesus said, no. So John the Baptist said, no, when you arrest people, don't take, don't extort money or make false accusation and be content with your pay. So that day, everybody, soldiers received their word, task collectors received their word, the crowds also received their word. Listen, we are going to pray this morning. It is an error to come to church and go home and you didn't receive anything. You should have received something. You want to pray this morning, say, Holy Spirit, speak to my heart this morning. Holy Spirit, speak to me this morning. Maybe you are in some form of confusion and you are asking yourself, should I turn to the left or to the right? Well, the good news is that this morning, through God's word, he will give you direction. He will speak to you. So pray in the name of Jesus and ask God, ask God, Holy Spirit, I pray for direction this morning. I pray for direction this morning. I pray, Lord, speak to my heart. Speak to my ears. Jesus said, he that had an ear, let him hear. Pray that this morning you will really hear. You will hear. God does not want you to live here confused. He doesn't want to live. He doesn't want you to live here not knowing what to do. Pray and say, Lord, open my eyes to see. Open my eyes to see. There is an answer for everybody this morning. There is an answer for everybody. That decision you are about to take, you don't know, what do I do? As the word of God is coming, he will give you a direction. He will tell you what to do. There is an answer for everybody in this room today. Pray in the name of Jesus. Ask God, oh Lord, by your Holy Spirit, speak to my heart. Speak to my heart. I tell you, Jesus said where two or three have gathered in his name, he is there in their midst. Jesus is here. He will provide the answer. In fact, he is the answer this morning. So pray, pray, pray. Say, Lord, I am seeking for an answer. I need to know what to do. What to do. What to do. Pray in the name of Jesus. Pray, oh Lord, lead us this morning. Show us what to do. Show us what to do. Jesus is the answer. This morning, Jesus will give you the answer. He will give you the answer. He will show you what to do. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Above him, there is no other. Above him, there is no other. Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the answer. Oh, thank you, Lord. Jesus is the answer for the world today. Above him there is no other. Above him there is no other. Do you believe in that? Jesus is the way. Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the answer for the world today. Above him there is no other. Above him there is no other. Jesus is No other. Can we sing it together? Jesus is the way. Jesus is the answer. Jesus 
Bible is on your tablet but it's not good to have your Bible on phone so from next week when you are coming to church come with your Bible if you don't have a tablet come with a real Bible hallelujah sometimes yeah, when you are in church and your Bible is on your phone whilst the message is going on then you are receiving notifications I don't think it's right because the king of kings is speaking to you. So you have to also give him attention. You have to give him all your attention. Is that not so? Hallelujah. Did you also come with something to write notes? Because it's also very important to write notes in church. So that you don't forget the things that you learn in church. Hallelujah. This morning, I'm sharing with you from chapter 14 of the book entitled The Anointed and His Anointing. The title of the book is The Anointed and His Anointing. And I'm preaching from chapter 14. So the title of chapter 14 is How Jesus Celebrated the Woman Who Honored the Anointing. You know, this morning when Bishop Emmanuel was preaching, I learned something. And then I look at the title again. The topic is how Jesus celebrated the woman who honored. It, the, it didn't say honored him. How Jesus celebrated the woman who honored him. But the title is that Jesus, the title is that Jesus celebrated the woman who honored the anointing. So I learned this morning that, you see, when a man of God has an anointing, you are dealing with the anointing on the human being. But you may mistakenly think that you are dealing with the human being. But you realize that you are actually dealing with the anointing that is on him. Now this morning, I don't want to be ambiguous in my speaking. To me, in my years on this earth, 
if there's a man of God that I know who is so much anointed, in the sense of a man of God who is anointed with the Holy Spirit, I will point to Bishop Daggyward Mills as a man that I know who is anointed of God. Hallelujah. He's anointed of God. And so I want us to take our Bibles and open to Mark chapter 14, which is going to be the text that we are going to study this morning. Chapter 14 is actually a Bible study, verse by verse, because I'll be sharing seven points, and all the seven points are laid inside the verses. So let's start from verse 1, Mark chapter 14. After two days was the feast of the Passover. Can we read it together? Is it okay to read it together? After two days, let's go. Mm-hmm. And of unleavened bread. Mm-hmm. How they might take him by craft and put him to death. Verse 2. But they said, not on the feast day, lest there be an uproar of the people. Verse 3. And being in Bethany, in the house of Simon the leper, as he sat at meat, there came a woman, an alabaster box of ointment, of spikenard, very precious. She broke the box, poured it on the, his hair, and there were some that had indignation within themselves and said, why has this waste of the ointment made? For it might have been sold for more than 300 pence and have been given to the poor. And they murmured against her. Verse 6, Jesus said, let her alone. Why trouble her? Oh. Verse 7. For ye have the poor with you always. And whensoever. Verse 8. She has done what she could. She's come aforehand to anoint my body to the burying. Verily I say unto you, wheresoever this gospel shall be preached through the whole world, hey, this also that she has done shall be spoken of for a memorial for her. Wow. Well, after the scripture, there's a little sentence here that says, this story has several noteworthy points. In this Mark chapter 14 from verse 1 to 9, there are points inside that can change your life. Let me veer a little from here and just encourage you that as a Christian, from time to time, have your personal Bible studies. You know that you have your quiet time every morning, but it's not enough. You must have personal Bible study 
where you take the Bible and say, I'm going to read the whole of chapter 14 to see what is there. It is through the reading of the whole of nine verses that we are going to learn seven life lessons. So, you understand that early in the mornings when you are going to work, sometimes you are so much in a hurry. Sometimes we have our quiet time in a hurry. Okay, but on Saturdays and holidays, listen, after you have had your quiet time in the morning, take some time in the afternoon. Sit down with your book. Eh? Sit down with a notebook and say that today I want to study all about Abraham and start reading from Genesis chapter 11. You take your time. Read chapter upon chapter and when you see something that hits you ask yourself what does this mean to me today in 2023 this is how to study bible and this is how to allow the word of god to actually change your life you see when we don't spend time to have bible studies eh, we will not see change changes in our lives so it's very important that we have personal bible studies and this is a Bible study, chapter 1 to 9. And we are going to see seven lessons in this. So lesson number one says that, lesson number one in what we read, lesson number one. In lesson number one, we learn that this woman bestowed a great expense on Jesus Christ. That is lesson number one. She bestowed a great expense on Jesus Christ. Where do we find this statement? I want us to switch verses and look at the version. Let's look at the New Living Translation of the same thing that we read. Because the English is more um, flexible for us. Okay? Are we okay? Okay? Are you here? I can't hear you. Are you here? By the way, you know today we have been on low key, very low, because of the ban on noise making in church, in churches. So that's why we have been on low key. So I'll try to shout so that everybody can hear me, okay? Now, in Mark chapter 14, verse 3, let's read verse 3 in the New Living Translation. Can we read it together? Ready, go. Let's go. Meanwhile, uh -huh, was in Bethany at the home of Simon. Uh -huh, a man who had previously had leprosy. Uh -huh. While he was eating, a woman came in. So let's pause there. Let's pause there. So New Living Translation is explaining to us that the, the package... Let's not even talk about what was inside. But the package that she had alone was beautiful. It was beautiful. She is going to give something to Jesus. She didn't just take anything. But then the scripture says that while Jesus was eating, a woman came in with a beautiful alabaster box. Beautiful alabaster jar. And so, we are learning that the first point is that the woman, she bestowed a great expense. Do you know that sometimes something that is beautiful costs a lot? To make it beautiful, it costs. 
this woman is going to give something to Jesus. And then permit me to say that even the, the packaging of it, she, she made it beautiful. Because she was not going to give it to any person, but he was giving it to Jesus. Well, pastor, that was Jesus. So what are you trying to say? Well, like I would say, if you have something beautiful to give to Jesus this afternoon, where can we find his house? Because here he was at Bethany, a particular location where he was sitting. And he was actually eating. So I need somebody in the church to help me if you know where Jesus stays around Kanishi here so that we can, so that I can give a very good example. Is there anybody who can help us? Is he, on, is he staying on Ogle Road or Kote Robertson Street or Aluguin Tugui Street? Now, I don't want to be ambiguous, so I will, I will say that. Now, when you look at Matthew chapter 10, verse 40, look at what Jesus said. Matthew chapter 10, verse 40. Jesus says, this is Jesus speaking, Matthew 10, 40. Matthew 10, anyone who receives you, he's talking, to, he's, he's talking to human beings, and he's saying that a time is come, going to come, I will not be around. I will not be on Ogle Road eating at Bethany somewhere where people can come to me. Okay, but then when I'm not around and I've sent you, anyone who receives you human beings, who I have called and sent as apostles, anyone who receives you has received me, Jesus. So will you agree with me that if we are looking for a particular location where he stays, we may not find. But if you see a human being that he has called as an apostle, that he has used to do things around us, that when he was on earth, when you read the Bible, the thing that Jesus did, you can see that he has put the same thing on a human being. A human being is doing the same thing. For example, somebody who prays a simple prayer for people and then they come to testify that their eyes are opened. I don't know about you. I've been a pastor for some time. I, 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 I've tried to pray <laughs> that somebody's eye will open. The, the eye didn't open. So I told the person that, don't worry, God will do it some other time. God will do it some other time. But I know of a servant of God, he stands on the stage, he doesn't even pray for five minutes. He says, whatever your hand is, put your hand there, Father, in the name of Jesus. Then people come on the stage to testify that my eyes were open. If this is not the presence of Jesus with that man, then what is it? <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, so, understand that in this verse, it is very clear that Jesus Christ has some servants that he has appointed, the men of God. We, today and last week, last week Sunday, we celebrated the birthday of our, our prophet, Bishop Dahiwan Mills. To, to me, it's a good place to clap your hands. <laughs> Hallelujah. This is Jesus speaking. Oh, is, are they my own words, Jesus? He who receives you receives me. How do you explain it? So that means that if you receive... A man of God like Bishop Dago has been sent by God. If you receive him, who have you received? You have received Jesus. So what does this story in Mark 14 has to do for you today? This woman did it for Jesus in her time. For you and I today. What can you also do for a servant of God? Now, what did she do? We are learning that 
the thing she was holding to bring, the package was already beautiful. It was nice. Then we are still reading from 4.3, 4, 14.3, Mark 14.3, 14.3. It says that in the beautiful alabaster jar of expensive perfume. So the, the second thing you are seeing in point number one is that the packaging was beautiful and the content was expensive. Now, this is an example of somebody who says she's going to honor a man of God. And I believe that you have the lesson now. So lesson number one says that she bestowed something expensive. She bestowed something great and expensive. Is that not so? She bestowed a great expense. Can you repeat after me? Say, she bestowed a great expense on Jesus Christ. So that is point number one. Point number two. Point number two says, some people considered the great expense to be a great waste. Verse number 14, chapter 14, verse 4. So I told you, all the lessons are embedded in the scriptures. So verse by verse, there's a, le there's a lesson inside. So the next verse, verse 4. Let's read verse 4 of the NLT. Some of those at the table were indignant. Well, the word indignant, eh, it may, you may think that everybody knows the word, but we hardly use indignant. This week, how many of you heard somebody saying that, I'm angry, I'm angry with you, but are you, I'm angry with that, or the expression, oh, why? Are, they, are you angry? How many of you heard that word this week somewhere? Anger. The word anger. Anger. Okay. How many of you heard the expression indignant? You heard somebody using the expression, I am indignant. Anybody? So, will you agree with me that we should, we should, we should, let's go into the meaning of indignant. Because we may easily think that indignant, everybody knows, but not everybody knows indignant. It's ingenious. <laughs> so what's the meaning of indignant? If somebody has, uh, um, um, listen, uh, uh, um, a dictionary, indignant. Indignant. I told you, we are having Bible study this morning. <laughs> yeah, Indignant. Because the Bible said that when the woman brought the expensive thing and she started pouring it, you no, know, some people at the table, eh, they became what? So indignant, what does it mean? Showing what? Anger. So it means that, do you know you can be angry and nobody knows? But this particular, this particular word is telling us that when the woman started pouring the thing, the people at the table, they didn't hide their anger. They didn't hide their anger. They, and the word indignant means to show anger. Now, can I ask a question? The woman's jar, did she collect money from somebody to pour it on Jesus? So can you help me to ask your neighbor? So the people at the table, why were they angry? Ask him. <laughs> I mean, does it make sense? The, the alabaster box, is it for you? Are you the one who used your money to buy the alabaster box? But why are they angry? And even if they were angry, granted, they should have hidden it, po, so that when you go home, you go and do a concert, that, ah, today, but, but indignant is the word. It means that as they were sitting by the table, it was so clear for Jesus to see that, ah! Ah! I mean, Jesus, 
How? <coughs> Feeling or showing anger or annoyance at what is perceived as unfair treatment. That is why they got angry. This is unfair. Why? Let's look at the next verse. The next verse, verse, verse 5. The reason why they were angry because they thought it was an unfair treatment. Next verse, verse 5. 14, Mark 14, 5. Mark 14, 5. Has the computer also gone indignant or something? <laughs> hey. Verse 3. Verse 3. Meanwhile, Jesus was in Bethany at the home of a, a, a. Verse 4. Some of those at the table were indignant. Why waste such expensive perfume made from essence of nah? She broke open the jar and poured the perfume on his head. Then, verse 4. Verse 4. Verse 4. Have patience for the computer. So you also don't be indignant. Because I, I'm hearing. <laughs> Are you the who bought the laptop they are using up there? <laughs> so, so you see the things we become angry about. That normally it, it doesn't concern you. Some of those at the table were indignant. Why waste such expensive perfume? They asked. Verse 5. It could have been sold for a year's wages. And the money given to the poor. That is why they felt it was an unfair treatment. Because this thing can, should have been given to the poor. So, let's bring it home. Let's bring it home. I like the beginning of verse 3. It says some people at the table. In every church, there is some person. His name is some people. Some people. <laughs> and those people are not far. Always they are the ones around the table. <laughs> Can you help me to look for some? Did some people come to church today? Some. <laughs> Every time, eh, some people are saying in the church that some people, every time. So, uh, sometimes I also wonder, you know, when I was born, my birth certificate is pious. Well, I know, I'm wondering, who on earth was born with the name, the same name? No, the some is the Christian name and the people is the same name. Always, that's some people. And every time that's some people, they are always, they always have a problem. With anything that we are doing in church or anything we are doing for a servant of God, some people always has a problem. Not have, has. Because some people, it's a somebody. But I want to tell you something. That if you are in church, always separate yourself from some people. Separate yourself from And I also don't want, I don't, I don't want to deceive you. In every church, some people is there. As we are sitting here this afternoon, some people, they are around. 
Why is it that in your church, when you come, you say you should have communion? Meanwhile, at the gate, they are selling it. So this church, this church, all the money, can't they give the communion free to everybody? Why, why is it that your church, when they are taking the offering, they mention 100 Ghana? Why? why? I mean, why? Why is it that they took first offering, then they took second offering, and now they are saying something booster? Why? Why? Why is it that when you come to church and then they mention Bishop Doug, then they put his picture there? Why? Why? Why is it that on his birthday, all the cake, him alone, why? Why? Some people, some people, some people at the table, they, since when did some people detect to us what we should do? When you woke up this morning, did some people ask you to brush your teeth before you brush your teeth? When the month ends, does some people determine how much your salary should be? So why have you been listening to some people when they make very silly comments about holy things? Ah! Some people Verse, point number three. I'm giving you seven points. Point number three. Jesus accepted the honor that was done him and made many eternal comments about her. Oh. In this study, one of the things that surprises me is how you see people who, are, who should have acted this way, they act opposite. Between this woman who was honoring Jesus and the disciples of Jesus, who has worked with Jesus for a long time, Ah, uh, I can't hear you. The disciples. How come that in a time as very important as today, when somebody is pouring her honor on Jesus, the people who have worked with him for a long time, that should have even understood they are the ones who became angry and criticized. Let me open a bracket. Don't be fooled when you see people who have been with a man of God for a long time saying bad things about him. Because sometimes you may think that because they have stayed long with him, what they are saying is true. But in this scripture, you can see, the people who have stayed with Jesus for a long time, they missed it. They missed it. They missed it. Whilst Jesus was going left with the woman, they were going far right. Alright. But point number three is that Jesus accepted the honor. So now this is the controversy. We are talking about um, a one year, one year, one year, somebody's one year salary. Uh-huh. You see, when we talk about the, the perfume, you see, in today's mindset, you see, the story doesn't make sense because how, I mean, it, how can a perfume cost one year salary? <laughs> because you don't know. What you know is tunali. Tunali? So you don't know. One day, somebody 
about four, four years ago, I was living in my bedroom and then somebody bought a perfume. So I collected the perfume and I put it, because I was, I was not a perfume, so I put it there. So the person sent me a message that I hope you like it, you are using it. And I said, oh, it's powerful. The person said, oh, please, I bought it in Dubai. It costed me $200. And I said, oh, but why didn't you give me the money? <laughs> so I went to open the perfume and I was looking at the perfume like this. I said, hey, I mean, how can this be? Two, 200, I mean, this is a salary. I mean, this is, this is a salary. So in case you are reading this story and wondering, I mean, how can a perfume, and I want you to know that perfumes cost that. But you, let's forget about that one. Let me explain to you this perfume. This perfume was not a perfume you put on you when you are going out for a party. This was a special perfume that in the best way I can explain to you is somebody's life or funeral insurance. Do you know that funerals are costly than, than weddings? In those days, when people die, they put these things on them to preserve their bodies. So normally what we do is that when you are working, you keep some amount of money, like the way we do insurance, okay? So that when you die, and then maybe your children, then that money can be able to cater for your funeral. They do in some countries. In those days, when you see a household, a father or a mother, who has kept their money for some time to buy this box, they buy it so that they use it for their funeral. I mean, it was so expensive. That is why it cost, because things that have to do with the dead, eh, they're expensive. So this particular money was somebody's one-year salary. It means that it was, it was not even one year, because it was insurance. It was the savings of a lifetime. That's normally the you use for somebody's funeral to embalm the body, that perfume. And this woman went to take it as expensive as it is and broke it and poured it on Jesus in five minutes. So the people who were close to Jesus felt that uh, since there are poor people in this world, we should have used this money. So why did Jesus keep quiet and he didn't say anything? So there's a controversy. People who are with Jesus looks like they are thinking more than Jesus. Be yes, because they are thinking of the poor. And Jesus is not thinking of the poor. But can I ask you a question? Between Jesus and the 12 disciples, who is wiser? Uh, who is wiser? So let me tell you something. There are some things you think in your own understanding the church is wrong. The pastor is wrong. You are far left. You are far. You don't understand. Won't you In this church, even the offering that we give, there's something like this bow. Every year like this, then they will call all the people in the church whose children don't have school fees. They, they will share the money. That's what you are thinking. <laughs> I, 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 let me, I think I should preach this message when I go to our service. I think. <laughs> because I'm, everybody's looking at me like, Pastor, what I say? Is that not how some of us think? I, I, when I went to the pastor's office to go and ask for money, he says he's dry. Meanwhile, last week, but tell me, realized, no, his car has changed. Now he's, he's driving a, a, a nice car. But do you know who gave him the car? But you see, your mind, your, your understanding is twisted. 
is twisted. So you are thinking, to, so the people around Jesus said that uh, this money, we could have used it for the poor people, which sounds very intelligent and very loving, but ladies and gentlemen, it's not everything that looks good that is of God. It may, it may sound very intelligent. I mean, the Matthew's rendition of this story, Matthew 26. <laughs> they use the word, why? Is it, is it to what purpose is this waste? It's like they were the men of purpose. M-O-P. Men of purpose. So they are into purpose-driven things. So when they talk, by the time they finish talking, you, you, who, you who are honoring a servant of God, you look silly. But when his disciples, when his disciples saw it, they had indignation saying, to what purpose? In other words, Jesus has no purpose. Because how can a Jesus, a son of God, be sitting there for a woman to pour something that can cater for the poor and he's sitting there saying nothing? So in their speech, they used very high sounding words to what purpose you know we are into purpose you see purpose purpose you are talking about purpose you know purpose you know purpose we will come there by the time we get to point number six you will understand that those who are talking about purpose they had no purpose in life But you see, one of the things that surprises me is that, dear Christians, let us be very, like, you know, Bishop, he was preaching yesterday, and he was saying that uh, the wisdom that God has given to our Father, the wisdom of seek ye first the kingdom of God, it, it doesn't sound intelligent. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. But one of the things that I want us to brace ourselves, we are coming into days, this end time that we are in, where people will speak words, if you don't take care, uh, you will lose your faith just by a single intelligent sentence. But let me tell you something. Always eh, remember this, that as high as the heaven is far from the earth, so are the ways of God. The ways of God, they don't make sense. They don't make sense. So if the people are thinking about the poor, it's good. But at that particular point, we are talking about honoring of anointing. Anointing. So Jesus accepted the gift and made eternal comment. One of the comments he made was that the poor you always have with you. Some people sometimes make want Christians to feel that we are insensitive to human needs. Some of you even believe. Some people have even stopped church because they feel that church is not real because it's all about preaching whilst people are hungry. Some people even feel that sometimes we should close down the church and share food to people. Some people again. But let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. The greatest need in life is not food. Countries that have food in abundance, go and see, they are carrying guns into schools and killing themselves. They say they have food in abundance. They, they eat and when they are full, they take guns. And you are telling me that we should close down church and share food 
What people need is Jesus Christ. That is why we are not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation. Don't come next five years and tell us that you have now learned some new wisdom. That in fact, humanity and humanitarian is the most important thing. Away with your humanism. And let me tell you something. There is nothing else more important than the preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Why ban MP? Ban MP. And then they'll go and then they'll go to crusade. And then when they go, we should have used it to feed people in Ghana. Hey, hear me. We can feed people when they are full. They will take guns and be killing themselves. I can give you proof. Should I give you proof? You have not been watching news? People who have food in abundance, they are killing themselves. Ha! Hey, we should have used it. Let me tell you, this is the time that we are going to contribute more to Ben MP. Paul said that God has chosen the foolish things of this world to confound our wise. It pleased God that through the preaching, the preaching, the preaching, the preaching, economics don't save people. I said geography don't save people. Sociology don't save people. People have gone to do finance, economics, hospitality. They sit behind desks and they cash in monies and they are siphoning and drinking blood of nations. Give me one man who fears God. Give me one man who has met Jesus Christ. Give me one man who fears God and is born again. Born again. Born again. Born again. As he said that for if a man be in Christ, he's a new creation. This comes about by the preaching of the word. And the one who came to preach the gospel, a woman has come to honor her. And canal people are thinking about using the money to take care of the poor. And Jesus told them that the poor, the poor, you are, you, you, you are, you, there is no government in this world that can be able to curb poverty. The only place where there shall be no poverty is the New Jerusalem when we get there. The Bible said that there shall be no more curse. In Bishop Dag's book, he that hath, there is, there is a statistic from food and agriculture organization, economics, that when you give two people the chance to all strive to make it in life, one will always choose to sleep. People, you take students to school to go and learn. One is serious learning. Another one is fooling around. And yet, canal people are sitting with Jesus and they are thinking about people who don't care about their lives, who don't care about whatever they want in life, and you are using it as an excuse that we shouldn't honor a man of God. Two percent of people who win lottery are able to sustain that money and use it for something better. Nine, nine 98% of people who win lottery, they blow, they, 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 cannot, they, cannot, they cannot be rich. 
They cannot be wealthy. They cannot. They cannot. Even if you pour, if you pour gold in their throats, they cannot. They cannot. Some people are sitting at a table and they are using this, this canal. I mean, oh God. As though, as though since the world began, you have heard of a country that has kept poverty, that everybody in that country, go to the U.S. that we all want to go, go there. Have you heard of Skid Row before? Skid Row. <laughs> you have not heard before? People who sleep on streets in United States of America, there are poor people there. United Kingdom, there are poor people there. You cannot do much about poor people. You can't do much about them. So Jesus told them that forget about what they are saying. What they are saying. But you know what surprises me? John, 4, John chapter 12. John chapter 12. We are talking about honoring servants of God. And I'm trying to make a case with this woman's story. Why Jesus celebrated her? Everything that the people around Jesus said, there's no sense in it. But it sounds very sensible. But there was no sense in it. There's no sense. John chapter 12 verse 4. You, you, you look at something. This is John's narration of this same story we are reading from Mark. But Judas Iscariot, the disciple who will soon betray him, said, that perfume was worth a year's wages. It should have been sold and the money given to the poor. The next verse. Not that he cared. You see? You see now? The people making noise about, oh, the church should become more relevant in the society. The Bible said that not that he cared for the poor, he was a thief. And since he was in charge of the disciples' money, he often stole some for himself. Oh. Somebody, some, some people has been exposed right now. I said some people has been exposed right now. Ah, oh, that they are saying that why are you using the money on the man of God? Uh, as somewhere, what was behind is that they themselves are thieves. Everything I'm saying, we are reading from the Bible. Oh. Number four. Number four. Jesus said, she has wrought a good work. Ha. Something that people said it was waste. Jesus says it's a good work. <laughs> oh, Jesus, open our eyes. May we see the things you see. May we honor the things you honor. May we love the things you love. Verse 6. Mark 14 verse 6. Mark 14 verse 6. Jesus, but Jesus replied, Leave her alone. Why criticize her for doing such a good thing to me? Oh. And then the, he says that Jesus said this woman was doing the right thing. Jesus said this woman had done a good thing. 
a good work had been accomplished. If Jesus thinks it is good, then it must be a good thing. Let us choose what Jesus says it is good. Let's show what the world says this is good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The world must not dictate to us what is good. You want the world to dictate to us what is good? Do you know what is good to the world? What is good to the world is that I, I feel like I'm a, I'm a woman trapped in a distance. So, so what is good? Let's teach our children in class. It sounds good to the world. You, are, you want to allow this kind of mindset to tell us that you shouldn't bestow honor on God's servant. We will not accept it. I said we will not accept it. The man that God sent to us, anointed him for us, we will honor him. We will pour our honor on him. We will pour our love on him. We will cherish him. When we hear his name, we will clap for him. When it means we should stand, we should stand. We will stand. When it means we should make noise, we will make it. Because we, we honor a man of God. Jesus said it was good. If it is good, it is good. I said if it is good, if it is good in the eyes of God, then it is good. Point number five. Jesus said she has done what she could. I once visited a retreat center. I'm reading from Bishop Dag's book, The, the Anointing is I once visited a retreat center which had names of different people who had contributed to retreat sent to the retreat center. One on one of the doors, I saw the name of a woman who had contributed to the building of that room. She with the inscription, she has done what she could. I was touched by this statement. She has done what she could. There are people who cannot do much. But they do what they can. Perhaps you do not have the anointing or the gift to minister to thousands. Perhaps you do not have the gift of healing. Perhaps your life is so messed up that you may never qualify for a pulpit ministry. Perhaps all you can do, all you can do, all you can do is to honor the anointed. Please, if that's what you can do, do it and do it well. Hallelujah. Not all of us have been gifted with the gift of praying and then cripples are walking. If we have seen one person who has been anointed, what can we also do to encourage? What can we also do to let the person know that we can see that truly the hand of God is upon your life? To honor. So Jesus told the disciples, be sitting here and thinking about poor people. This woman, she has done all that she could. One day when we get to heaven, when your book is opened, may the Lord Jesus, the one whose eyes are like fire, more than x-ray that can pierce through motives may your book be opened and when we look at the offerings you gave when we look at the tithe you gave when we look at the offerings that you gave to the man of God Jesus, heaven will look at it and heaven's comment is that this particular guy, he did all that he could that is the reason why Jesus said, if you do this to a prophet, you get the prophet's reward 
that means that all that the prophet could do is to heal, is to preach. His reward is going to be preaching and healing of the things he did. Now, if you honor such a person, then you have also done all that you could to the person. That is why you will also receive the same reward. It's not that you're, you, you are not anointed, you are not, pray, you are not prayerful. You, have, you, have you stood in front of thousand people to preach to them before? So don't compare yourself with the, 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 the reward that Bishop Dag is going to receive in our mind. But Jesus is saying that if you are able to honor Bishop Dag on Mills on the judgment day, eh, the reward of standing in front of millions of people and preaching, you who honored him genuinely, you will also receive that reward also. That is why Jesus used the statement, she, she, Jesus didn't say she has done some. Some. He didn't say she has done a little. She has done, she has done all she could. That is why in the latter part of our story, you hear Jesus saying that anywhere the gospel will be preached, me, the gospel, Jesus Christ came to die on the cross to save him. That gospel, where it will be preached, this woman's story will also be preached there. In, the, in other words, the reward of the gospel of going to die on the cross, this woman has also received the same reward. When Jesus' name is mentioned, her name will also be mentioned. So what are we saying? When I look at my life, I don't know at the age of 40 when I'm going to gather um, uh, I'm going to gather cars to be moving to Gabon and Ethiopia at my age now to be go, to go and do crusade I, I, when, am I, when am I going to start? I know somebody who started some years ago. He's still doing it. So in the wisest of my wisdom that God has given me I'm going to honor the person with all that I can so that his reward if you give him, if you give a prophet a cup, you shall receive the reward of the prophet. If you genuinely do all on the judgment day, you will also be wearing crowns of evangelists. People will not be understand. People will not understand. But you did all. So my brother, if you can do all, do all you can. And stop doing half and deceiving everybody that you did something. Number six, Jesus prophesied that this woman will always be remembered. Verse nine. Verse nine. I tell you the truth. Wherever the good news is preached throughout the world, this woman's deed will be remembered and discussed. Look at us sitting in North Kanishi today. Who are we discussing? This woman. That is why the title of the message is How Jesus... How... Jesus celebrated the woman who honored the anointing. Number seven. Number seven. Last point. Jesus commented, commented on the wisdom and the foresight of this woman. <laughs> and that's where we are ending our, our preaching today. Jesus commented. Ooh. Verse 8, 14 verse 8, 14 verse 8. She has done what she could do and has anointed my body for the burial. I like the two words Bishop Doug used. She say, he says, Jesus commented, Jesus made a good comment about this woman's wisdom and foresight. Can you repeat after me? Say wisdom 
and foresight. These two words, when you combine them together, it gives one word. That word is called discernment. Discernment. I'm amazed that 12 strong disciples of Jesus are sitting with him, but they don't have discernment. But Mary has wisdom and foresight. So Jesus said, allow her. What she's doing, she has a revelation. When you see people honoring servants of God in a way that looks like a waste, don't gossip and don't laugh. Cry. They have seen something you have not seen. Your life will be marking time while their lives are still moving forward. How can Jesus say that what she has done, she has done it for my burial? Insight. Everybody sitting there missed it. That is what makes me to respect this woman because she was a woman of revelation. Do you know why? Jesus is going to be killed. When he is killed, what surrounds his death will be so wild that people may not be able to take his body and bury him in the right way. When somebody dies, there's a way that the body is prepared for burial. Because of the way he was killed, all those who were close to him were afraid, so they went to hide. It was a stranger who carried his body and put it in his tomb. After three days, when everything became settled, then they said, let us go so that we can now do the thing that we need to do on his body. When they got there, he had gone. How come they didn't know? How come they didn't see? They, in, in, in Luke's gospel, he said that they carried spices, these same expensive things. They had now carried it to go. When they went, they met an empty tomb. It was too late. But Jesus said, allow her. All of you are sitting here thinking about non-important things. Me, Jesus Christ, this my precious body that will be broken for you. People are going to manhandle it. And, if, and those days when people, people are crucified, there was a deep valley just behind Golgotha. They take the bodies and they throw them away there. That valley is called Gehenna. And then sparrows will come and remove the eyes. But the rich man said, no, this man, I don't think we should do this to him. He, he went to ask for special permission to collect his body. And he put his body, he honored the body of Jesus Christ. But by the time the people who wanted to go and honor him got there, he had risen. It is too late. Jesus, you know, we wanted to honor you. We really wanted to. It's too late. One woman saw ahead wisdom and insights and said, let me pour my oil that I will use when I am dead on him because we will not get opportunity to bury him or prepare him. And Jesus said, this woman, she has revelation. People honor because of revelation, not by force. They say that you have missed it. Nobody asked this woman to go and do it. She was Mary. Her sister was Martha. Anytime Martha was cooking, this Mary was sitting at Jesus' feet. So she would have heard a lot. Somebody who sits at Jesus' feet, by all means, she caught a revelation. Quickly. 
I remember the story of Bishop Dag. When Archbishop Edahusa came to Ghana, just when he was about to leave, he had a revelation in his heart. Let me honor this man. Not knowing why. As he took his honor and went, Archbishop Benson Edahusa spoke and prayed and left. In three weeks' time, news came. Archbishop Benson Edahusa has gone to be with the Lord. Now people were now saying, let's gather money. He's not there. He's gone. The one who honored him. Today, he also has the biggest Bible school in the whole of Africa. Just like Archbishop Benson Edahusa. And on the third day, they rose up. They said, let's quickly, let's go. And I like the way the, the, the New Living Translation, the Living Translation said, some women, he couldn't mention their names. You want to see it? I'll show you. <laughs> it, whilst Jesus is saying that this woman, her name will be mentioned wherever, those who carried the perfume to go and do it in the, uh, well, like too late, their names are not known. Luke 24, verse 1, NLT. Luke 24, verse 1. But early, but very early on Sunday morning, the woman went to the tomb, taking the spices they had prepared. Next verse. They found that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance. Next verse. So they went in, but they didn't find the body of the Lord. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, we have our money. We want to honor the man of God. It's over. You can go and use it to eat your jollof, eh? Huh? The next verse. And they stood there puzzled. Huh? Puzzled. Two men suddenly appeared to them closing down. Let's do verse five. The woman, again, nobody's name is mentioned. The woman. But this Mary, her name is singled out. <laughs> special. Special woman. Everywhere the gospel is preached, she'll be remembered. Ladies and gentlemen. Let these seven points be a lesson to all of us. Honoring God's servant. Let's go through the seven points quickly. Seven points. Point number one. Let's go read it together. Let's go. Point number one. She. Hey, I can't hear you at all. Are you indignant on me? <laughs> let's read together. Point number one. Let's go. Number two. Number three, Jesus accepted the honor that was done to him and made many eternal comments about it. Verse number four, Jesus said, she has done a good work. Number five, Jesus said, she has done what she could. Number six, Jesus Christ prophesied, this woman will always be remembered. Number seven, Jesus commented on the wisdom Four side of this woman. Rise to your feet and let's pray. Hallelujah. Oh, pray and ask God to help you. To help you. At this juncture, we need help. We need help. We need help. Who is the servant of God that God has sent in your life? Who is the man of God that God has used to bless your life? This morning or this afternoon, just pray 
Sometimes we have even made comments. Oh, this thing is getting too much. Oh, let's pray and ask God for mercy. Ask God for mercy. Ask God for mercy. Lord, we thank you. Thank you, Jesus. We are grateful, Lord, this morning, afternoon. Help us, Lord. Help us to be able to honor your servants. Honor the gifts, the anointing that you have given to us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You are here this afternoon. And you want to say, Pastor, I need you to pray for me. I want to be born again. I want to give my life to Jesus. If you are here like that, I want to invite you to do something. Listen to me. Heaven and hell are real. There's no joke. If you are here this afternoon, you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and your personal Savior. You are in danger of hell. Jesus looked at Nicodemus in his eyes and said, if a man is not born again, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Wherever you are in this room, the holy presence of the Lord is here. I want to invite you. Pastor, I want to receive Jesus. I want to accept Jesus. I want Jesus to come into my heart. I want him to forgive me all my sins. I want to put away my old life and receive Jesus. If you are here like that, I want you to gently lift your right hand. Jesus is here. He can see you. Don't look at who is standing by you. Don't look at your friend that you came with. Because on the judgment day, we shall all stand before him single one by one. You are listening to me and you are not born again. You are living your own life. You are living a life of sin. Today, Jesus wants to save you. He wants to wash you. Wherever you are standing, lift up your right hand and say, Pastor, please pray for me. I want to receive Jesus Christ. God bless you. I see your hand lifted. God bless you. Pastor, please pray for me. Don't leave this building this afternoon without receiving Jesus. If you have lifted up your hand, I want you to leave where you are. Don't look at anybody. Don't let anybody, don't let anybody, don't let anybody influence your decision. Leave where you are and come forward right now. Come. I'm waiting for you. Come. Come forward. Come. Come forward. Come and give your life to Jesus. Come and say, Jesus, I want you to forgive me of all my sins. Come. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus right now. Come. My friend, we are not joking. We are not playing. I am so serious. It is about your soul. Your soul. Your soul. If you don't accept Jesus, if you don't receive him, if you die today, you will go to hell. You will go to hell. announcement. There is somebody also sitting there, standing there. Oh me, I will wait tomorrow. My friend, tomorrow is not yours. Tomorrow is not yours. Young girl, the life that you are living, eh, 
if you don't accept Jesus today for a turnaround, one day you will remember today, but it will be too late. In the preaching today, some people waited for just three days and it was too late. If you are listening to me, you are in this building. You are not born again. I am not joking. I'm not playing. This place is not playground. As I'm talking right now, people are dying. And when people die, there are two places. Either they go to heaven or they go to hell. There is no amount of good that you can do that can make you go to heaven. What you need is Jesus Christ to wash away all your sins. You are standing there looking at me. I'm also looking at you. My brother, if you know what is good for you, my sister, you will leave where you are and run forward before it is too late. One more minute for somebody to give their life to Jesus. Wherever you are standing, I'm waiting for you. Come and let's pray together. Come and let's pray together. Come and let's pray together. Come and let's pray. Come and let's pray. There is somebody here. I'm waiting for you. Your heart is pounding like this. The Holy Ghost is touching your heart. Come and give your life to Jesus. Come. I'm waiting for the two of you. Come. Come and give your life to Jesus. Come. says, come, 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 come and give your life, come and give your life, come and give your life to Jesus, come and give your life to Jesus, come and give your life to Jesus, I'm waiting for you, come, we are not playing here. To Jesus. By 12 midnight, many people would have died. Souls are parting to eternity. Where will they go? Where will they go? Is your name in the book of life? If your name is not in the book of life, there are people as young as you burning in hellfire and shouting. Whilst we are talking right now, Somebody is dead. Their soul is passing here to hell. They wish they can come and stand here, but it's too late. Maybe last week they came, but when we made the altar call, they were standing there saying next week, but they are going to hell and they are shouting, Hey! Hey! Please! It's too late. I'm saying this because of about three people who are still standing there. It's like you, it's like, yeah, waiting next week. I beg you, come now. Next week may not be for you. Come. Before we start praying. Let him have come. His come. Come. My brother, please come here. Come. You, you are not born again, but you are still standing there. You come. Come. We are waiting for you. Come. We are waiting for you. Come. Come. My sister. Let's pray. Everybody in front, we are not joking at all. It's a serious thing. So I want you to close your eyes. Whatever prayer I say, repeat after me. Let's say it together. Say, Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father this, afternoon, this afternoon, I thank you, I thank you for, sending Jesus for sending Jesus to die for me. To die for me. Today, today, I accept 
I am a sinner. I am a sinner. You are welcome. We are praying. So say after me. Close your eyes. Say, I am a sinner. I am a sinner. I need you. I need you. Please. Please. Have mercy on me. Have mercy. On Wash me. away all my sins. Wash away all my sins. And cleanse me. And cleanse me. Wash me. With the blood of Jesus. Jesus. Today. I accept you. I receive you. You are my Lord. You are my Savior. You are my Savior. Please write my name. Please write my name. In the book of life. Thank you. Thank you. For saving me. For saving me. Say Jesus. Jesus. I love you. I love you. Say Jesus. Jesus. I will save you. I will save you. From today. Today, I will come to church. I will, come to I will church. serve Jesus. Serve Say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for saving me. For saving Amen. God bless you for listening to this message. For more information on upcoming programs and events, visit our Facebook page, Kodesh Family Church Ghana HQ. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every day. And remember, God's word as a lamp onto your feet and a light onto your path.